On your Wednesday episode of Locked on Raptors, Toronto falls to the Brooklyn Nets to close out the in-season tournament with a whimper. We'll dig into the starters who were really, really bad on Tuesday night. We'll dig into the defense, which is not looking so hot either. And of course, we got the good, the bad, and the hmm. It's all coming up with Katie Heinel on today's show. Thanks for hanging. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked on Raptors, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Raptors, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, November the 29th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on the website that's busted at Woodley Sean. You can find the show on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors. And of course, you can find us on Discord. We have a Lockdown Raptors listener community over there. 250 folks in there, little sickos just like you who love the Toronto Raptors, who like to talk about the Raptors with other friends from the internet. And it's all done in a pretty chill place. It's really great. Come hang out. Link is in the description. It's free to join as always. It's also free to support the show by subscribing, following, rating, reviewing on your favorite podcast apps and or on youtube on youtube hit the little notification bell and you will get a notification every single time the show is set to premiere which means you'll never miss an episode's worth of my mug uh all right let's dive in we're today breaking down the toronto raptors 115 103 loss to the brooklyn nets to close out their run in the inaugural nba in-season tournament kind of a bummer uh we will get into of course the good the bad and the hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about the defense which was not so hot for long stretches of this one um despite having long stretches of looking pretty hot uh and in general kind of downward trajectory for the defense of late uh we got our big takeaways to get to as well and of course we got to introduce our wonderful guest who is of course katie heindel from dime basketball feelings katie how the hell are you good man i'm good i switched switch my my situation up as you can see <laughs> i moved the, the my desk yes for the listeners a slightly different background orientation for katie um, walls over here good. now we got some artwork in the back to my shelf. right you got a full-on news back worthy uh background here katie <laughs> it's pretty good pretty good that's dylan's shelf of books oh cool <laughs> what do we got in there <laughs> i don't know there's a lot there's a lot um anyway I'm testing it out. I'm testing it out. I had to switch it up. You know, as the leaves fall off the beautiful trees outside of my, like the office window, mm -hmm. I don't really like staring out at that view anymore. It's mm -hmm. kind of a bummer. So I switched it yeah. up. Switched it up for winter, maybe. I think that's a good call. You know, not looking outside at the wintry hellscape is. I can look uh, at all my like rinky dinks instead, mm -hmm. like all my knickknacks around me. Knickknacks over <laughs> uh, barren, cold yeah. winter every single day uh to pivot into i think basketball. that's a perfect seed honestly the toronto raptors offense was a barren wintry mm -hmm. hell last night there we go we're on track. they had some knickknacks so <laughs> we're gonna talk about those uh all right yes uh we're gonna dig into the game against the nets last night <laughs> i guess the place to start here is the starters katie 
The starters were really bad in this game. Scotty Barnes, minus 22. OG and Pascal, minus 14 apiece. Uh, Jakob Pertl, the only starter who was not a minus. He was uh, exactly even in his 25 minutes of play. We'll talk about him not closing down the stretch and the sort of what, what befell the Raptors when that took place uh, coming up a little bit later. But, you know... Just like kind of an off game from everyone. And Katie, this is not a team that can survive its starters not playing well. Even when you get nice bench performances from Gary Trent Jr. and Chris Boucher, you simply cannot have your starting lineup going. I think the exact number is 23 of 69 from the field. Very bad stuff, Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, So bad, yet so close of a game. Hmm. Yeah, they kept it tight. <laughs> they did. I think that's because the Nets also not so good at offense. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think their um, deficits matched up kind of mm-hmm. very complimentary <laughs> in this game, which is opposite. Usually you want the deficits to like strengthen your, you know, to like underscore your strengths and that's mm-hmm. how you win a game. None in this case. So yeah. it was a bit of a struggle fest uh, on both sides, I think. At first, at first, because I will admit, as I admitted to you, I was hopping around. There's a lot of different games on last night, and I was hopping around. It's a tournament, Katie. It's a smorgasbord of great basketball. It sure is. It sure (laughs) is. Um, And I had to know if some claims I made on an NBA spaces, X spaces Mm. yesterday were holding up. Most did Mm -hmm. not, but some (laughs) did. So that's good. Uh, But anyway, when I would come back, I'd be like, oh, like, I, I assume the defense is really working overtime because <laughs> the scoring is so low for both of these teams. Not so. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to also think of it when you were t- when you were listening to everybody's really sad stats. Is it a good thing that Yagapurdo came out neutral? Like, do you want to come out neutral? Does that just speak to your like anchor point? I don't think mm-hmm. so. I think it speaks to your you're not doing too much. Um, it was nice. It's just like this is kind of like what we've seen, right? We talked about this last week, I think. Of like, um, they can never, <laughs> they can never tie. They haven't yet been able to tie it all together. I don't want to say never. So mm-hmm. on a night when your starters are, you know, falling quite short, you've got like some great, great stand-up performances from the bench. But um, the best is both of those things working yeah. in concert. It feels like we're now into uh, like. I guess game 120 or something of, or I guess one, one, I guess it's exactly 100 games since the start of last season. So a hundred games of really mm-hmm. good starters, regardless of who the starters are, really good starters uh, and bench, you know, kind of not aligning. And obviously, yeah, like sometimes your starters are going to have off nights. It's going to happen. Right. And I think, you know, we'll get into it. I thought the Nets defense in this one, you know, they kind of present, I think, a particular challenge to this Raptors starting group just because they have a really rangy rim protector and Nick Claxton, who was incredible in this mm-hmm. game, four blocks, contested a million other shots at the rim. They kept the Raptors from just getting to the rim, period, which is huge. Um, you know, the Raptors in this game, I have the numbers here. They're not and- pretty, Katie. They shot 42% at the rim. And they only got to the rim for 28% of their looks, which is not enough for this team. They need to live at the rim. And the Nets simply did not allow that in this one. Mm-hmm. Neither did Lonnie Walker, who I forgot was on the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> love Lonnie your Walker. Your boy, your boy Lonnie. I actually yeah. love this fit for Lonnie. Sorry to, to make this two Nets adjacent, but I no, actually no. really like it. Um, alongside somebody like Claxton and uh, Mikhail Bridges. Like, I think the fit being so kind of long, I also saw the Nets being like quite quick yeah. last night, which surprised me. Um, and I think they're kind of blitzing was very confusing to Toronto, which is was a bit confusing to me because Toronto has actually had some pretty good offensive efficiency uh, blitzing 
But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It seems so reductive, but all this, like every time I watch the Raptors play a game like last night, I'm like, just drive the ball, dude. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> but I maybe that's not in the game plan anymore. I mean, so I went in, into this earlier this week. Like they've actually been rising up as far as like a team that lives at the rim. They've been seventh in at-rim efficiency. They've mm-hmm. been 11th in at-rim frequency. This game was a significant step back in that department. And I don't know if it's something because of the, what the Raptors were doing necessarily. I think like, Credit, like, I, look, I've been going off and saying the Nets stink, the Nets are bad, <laughs> boo, the Nets are poo poo all season long. I probably underrated the quality of their defense, particularly how their defense is sort of stacked up to, you know, switch across multiple positions, send extra attention towards other guys, and then rotate back. Um, obviously, Nick Claxton at the rim is just like a, a total world wrecker. And you know, that, that's a that's the type of defense that's going to give the Raptors some problems. I don't think the Nets have a lot of offensive juice necessarily. I think, um, you know, there's a reason this game stayed tight till down the stretch of the game where mm-hmm. we'll get into what happened as they kind of came unspooled with, uh, with a lineup change that came in in the last four minutes or so. But, um, yeah, to me, the starters ran into a tough matchup and didn't do much to sort of help themselves out either. I mean, just like the finishing at the rim, Katie. Boy, oh boy. Like, you just need better than that. This is how this team has to live. They do not hit a lot of threes. Yeah, they hit 13 threes last night, which is shocking, frankly. Uh, and I guess, like, that's the effect of Scotty Barnes taking them and putting them up, like, with uh, with great regularity. But Scotty mm-hmm. Barnes going 2 of 12 from two-point range. He's not going to get it done. It's just not. And, uh, yeah, the, the starters had themselves a rough go in this one. Um, Katie, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the defense, which uh, had been the sort of hallmark of this team. Seems to be on a bit of a downward turn. And in particular, late in this one, uh, the defense really came unspooled when Jakob Pertl was taken out and Scotty Barnes was thrown at the small ball five. A thing that's worked very well for the most part this season. Not so much last night. We'll dig into that coming up in just one second here. But first, got to tell you, better good friends over at eBay Motors, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily fantasy draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. He's got a handful of guys here. Jaden Ivey, Gordon Hayward, <clears throat> excuse me, Scoot Henderson, Sadiq Bay. But the one I'm going to highlight here is someone who is helping me as I am uh, capably holding up, I think, in sixth place in the Lockdown Raptors uh, Listener Fantasy League. Al Horford. I've got him on the team. He's like hitting threes. He had like four made threes in his last game out. Uh, he's got steals. He's got blocks. He's filling in very nicely, especially with Chris Stapp's uh, Porzingis out of the lineup for Boston. Al Horford doing the thing that Al Horford's done for seemingly the last 25 years. Go check him out and pick him up if he's available in your league. He's helping me out big time to beat all of the puny little listeners in the Lockdown Raptors Listener League who, uh, by the end of the season, I will have vanquished. I promise you that. And it's because I'm using Josh Lloyd's Guaranteed Fit Pick of the Week. Uh, Go right now to eBay Motors with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly forever. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Continuing on here with Katie Heindel of Dime and Basketball Feelings as we dig into the Toronto Raptors falling to 8-10 and 10 
on the season against the Brooklyn Nets. A uh, reminder, you can uh, go right now and check out as well the Locked On Sports 24-7 all-day streaming channel. It is a wonderful thing. It's all the biggest stories in all the sports streaming all day long in podcast form with the local hosts of the Locked On Podcast Network, the national hosts as well. It's a great thing. Go subscribe. Locked On Sports today, 24-7. All right, Katie. So... The Raptors continue to kind of come up against these barometers for their own success over the last little Mm -hmm. while here. We had the Pacers last week, the Magic, the Nets, the Cavs, kind of all these teams that are sort of in the Raptors' range. Um, Shout out Kelly Dwyer, our pal, who uh, wrote, I think, there are 20 good teams, and then there's also the Raptors and Nets, and then there are a bunch of bad teams. Uh, That's the (laughs) NBA for you. Um, Very much kind of felt exactly like that. These were two contemporaries just kind of throwing rocks at each other. Um, last night of course the Nets rocks were stronger and came out with the win and Katie the defense getting a little worried about the defense um last night the real thing the transition defense is is kind of uh, coming uh, undone a little bit they have been 20th or they are now down to 20th in transition defense and we saw last night just a couple of like Falling asleep on the run. Oh, hey, Scotty Barnes just like walking back. Dayron Sharp just sprints to the net ahead of him and scores. That type of stuff. Um, the offense has been coming around. Last night was a step back, obviously. Are, are you getting concerned about this Toronto Raptors defense, Katie, as they seem to not be able to string together 48 minutes of stops? They look gassed, I got to say. They looked gassed uh, in the third, kind of like mid-third quarter on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um someone who just saw napoleon on the weekend it did remind me <laughs> a little bit of the of the end of the battle of waterloo no spoiler <laughs> alert for you history buffs you know what you know what happened there you know what went down um but they did i was actually kind of surprised because i think i don't know if this is a conditioning thing mm. um because it was like yakaberto looked really tired Scotty looked pretty tired. Um, these are these are athletes who've like been at it a while and are used to playing these kinds of minutes. So, and as you said, I don't really know that the defense was all that cohesive. So I kind of took that to be they're just scrambling, which is gonna make you tired, you know? Yeah. Um, and I didn't think that the Nets were actually throwing out that many. I think they were just like really hustling. Um, yeah, they don't have a lot of like offensive juice in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a thing they bring to the table. They, shot, they were kind of doing, yeah, like they were just kind of like doing all these little intangible things that like when a game is close like that, if you want to switch the momentum and, and win it, that's what you've got to do. And um, I think we're used to like close wins from Toronto mm-hmm. and like really like wins that seem harder than they should be. But I don't know that we've seen like a quote gritty win mm-hmm. yet. Um and I would like to see that because it would, <laughs> it would kind of prove to me that this team can still pull something like that out. Um, and they're not quote, like above it. The wolves um, game to open the season is probably the closest thing you could come to that. Yeah. And I enjoyed that before. game. It was great. That yeah. was a good game, you know, and mm-hmm. there was like a lot of changes of pace and energy and then them getting it back. I think after that game, I was like, wow, it's really cool actually to see them be able to, maintain their energy throughout four quarters and not just kind of flag it uh, and putter out and go Waterloo in the fourth. (laughs) So um, I don't feel good about it. I also am actually kind of wondering, and I'll put this to you. Mm -hmm. Is it time we retire defense as a calling card of the Raptors? Because this was something that I was, I think was a little bit grandfathered into 
the team, right? Like mm-hmm. it was like, oh, ethnic nurse, like that's what they're they are kind of known for. But that it sort of flagged, I think, season over season from like title defense season onwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, so I don't know. Sorry. Like I, I, I'm not actually, sh- and I think this specific iteration of the team has to, if anything, earn that back. And we'll probably put their own stamp on it. Their defense is going to look a lot different, especially under Darko, right? Like the schemes will be different. So mm-hmm. I kind of hesitate to say like, oh yeah, that's, if you want to say what the Raptors are known for, it's defense. I don't really think that holds true anymore. <laughs> that is a pretty good point. Like last year was a mess. I mean, after the Acapurtle <laughs> trade, they were like six best on defense. And mm-hmm. so maybe they kind of got that back a little bit. And look, like I, I say that they've been kind of you know, dropping a little bit defensively of late. They're still 10th, right? Like they're not far out of being, you know, 15th. Like it's all pretty clumped in the middle there, but still 10th in defense. The transition defense is what's been kind of nasty of late. And that speaks to like the effort stuff and just sort of the the attention to detail and focus. Mm -hmm. And like, I hate that I keep coming back this season, Katie, to like, are they trying hard? But like, it does seem like when they try hard, they typically have pretty good results. And when they're kind of, a little bit below a hundred percent full bore things don't go terribly well. Like this is a team that doesn't have the margin for error, like shot making wise to kind of have off nights or off quarters. And I think honestly, like the biggest encapsulation last night was the final four minutes where they go to this lineup with Scotty at the five and mm-hmm. Gary Trent jr. In for Yaka Pertle. And so far this season, that lineup has been killer in closing games. And they have been, you know, that that three-man front court of Pascal, OG, and Scotty at the five has been like a total clutch time weapon for them. And in this game, like I think throughout, Scotty felt a little bit listless. This was not by any means the best Scotty Barnes game you're ever going to see. I could, I'd argue it was one of the two or three worst he's had this season. And a lot of those have come kind of in recent times. We'll talk a little bit about the recent slumping for Scotty Barnes coming up later on, I'm sure. But um, I think the, what really, you know, the defense held up in this game until basically those last four minutes when the nets went nuts, they finished on like a 21 to nine run or something. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was, they kind of just, they were getting a parade to the rim and Scotty Barnes wasn't kind of doing the thing that he needs to do to give this team any sort of ceiling, which is, be viable as a center. He's done that a lot this season. Maybe this is just a setback, but there is like, I think a a notable sort of dip right now in the general energy. And Hey, maybe it's just tied to the darkness and the the gloom of November. Who's to say Um, we're dealing with it. I'm sure. But that has been sort of the thing for me is, um, you know, I I don't think this team necessarily has like a lot of quit in it. Like Mm -hmm. I think last year's team was just really good at kind of giving up. Um, But I, I think, this team is so dependent on having full energy and full attention to detail at all times that they can't really afford to have these moments where it kind of wanes. And Mm -hmm. that's what kind of, it felt like in the last stretch of the game last night, Scotty, just like, he's got to be better, right? Like he's got to be better. If they're going to have any sort of viability with those small ball looks, he has to match Nick Claxton as like a viable center who can rebound and score at the rim and all this stuff. And he just didn't. um, The Raptors need it. Austerlitz is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. You guys um, gotta see Napoleon. I... <laughs> it's tight. Is it good? Is Joaquin Phoenix like? Is he doing Joker cosplay in Napoleon outfit or like what's Joaquin the, what's Phoenix the is so good at just playing a guy who's like you hate and is kind of nasty, <laughs> like a nasty, miserable little guy. <laughs> I didn't like Joker, but like you know, I'm thinking of glad like good heydays of gladiator sure he's back there he's Mm -hmm. he's pretty good well um 
He plays a. I'll just say he's playing a good, nasty little emperor. (laughs) (laughs) Nasty little emperor. That's what my uh, parents used to call me as the uh, the eldest son. Uh, (laughs) uh, I feel like we've kind of hit on it. Like the defense, I'm not. Like I think this is the back to your original question, Kate. Yeah. I think I got off the plot there because I wanted to talk about the small ball lineup and I got and Napoleon and Napoleon <laughs> talk about a small ball center. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. There we go. Uh, what <laughs> the defense? I think it has to be their calling card is the thing. Like, because the they don't have yeah. the offensive juice and they have a lot of defensive talent like Jakob Pertl, very good defensive center. Scotty Barnes, I think is leading the league in defensive box plus minus and all the different defensive metrics. He's killing it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, OG, we know OG is incredible. Pascal has been very good defensively this year. Dennis Schroeder, really good point of attack guy off the bench. Precious Achua. He's got defense. I'm not much else. Um, it was a bad game for Precious last night. Wolf. Um, like this is a team that has to be defense first. I, I think they'll get back to it. Like I, I think, you know, that they've, Again, they're still 10th, so it's not like a huge, huge concern, but they've had moments where it's just kind of like all come undone of late that are a little bit concerning. And again, I think very much tied to like effort and uh, energy. And those are weird things to try to figure out. Like, why do they dissipate sometimes? Who the hell knows? It's weird. I know it's like um, antithetical to Adam Silver's uh, NBA media desires of us like talking about basketball this way. Uh But I will say like when you don't have size – Right. Mm-hmm. You can't you are forced to play defense in an effortful way. Everybody mm-hmm. does kind of have to dig in and work twice as hard, whether that's just like getting to your basics, like boxing out. Right. Mm-hmm. Or and, and trying to just like live around and under the rim. I just and that's your I think it's a good point. Like, I don't know how else you can really um how like finer a point you can put on that. 100%. Uh, we'll come back on this side. Okay, we've got the good, the bad, and the hmm. I don't know what that segment turned into, but I think it was informative. Uh, we <laughs> will come back and round it out the way we always do after a Raps game. Before we do that, however, we got to tell you about our good friends over at FanDuel, the number one sports book in all the land. And right now is a perfect time to jump in on FanDuel because you get $150 in bonus bets with a winning $5 money line bet. That's it. As the weather's getting cold outside, it's gloomy, it's sad, it's sapping the energy of you and your Toronto Raptors, you can go and make some scratch over on FanDuel with just a single winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 in bonus bets if you win that. And it's $150 you can spend on all sorts of things on the site like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than now to get in on the action. And again, it's not just for NFL fans. Of course, I'm not much of a football fan at all. I couldn't name you 10 NFL players anymore, but I could tell you what the lines might be in the in-season tournament games coming up next week. We got the quarterfinal set. You want to throw a little money down on the Pelicans making a surprise Cinderella run. You want to have some money down on the Kings and Pacers meeting up in the Demonis Sabonis, Tyrese Halliburton Bowl in the final. You could do all of that over on FanDuel. So go do it right now. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season or whatever season it is that you are following. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, rounding things out here the way we do on every episode of the pod following a Toronto Raptors basketball game. It's the good, it's the bad, it's the hmm, a thing we liked, a thing we didn't like, and a thing that's got us a little intrigued going forward. Katie, what you got for your good? Probably OG's um, three-point 
shot right at the buzzer. Point differential gaming. The, I love it. Yeah, just like exactly <laughs> what you wanted to see all game. Mm-hmm. Perfect setup, perfect look, <laughs> like perfect art, perfect everything. Doesn't matter. Hey, cut it from 15 to 12. It which, mattered uh, to me. I was like, I saw that and was like, ooh. Like it was one of those shots where you're just like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that sweet, sweet offensive <laughs> process, baby. <laughs> but that uh, <it> was great. <laughs> yes, uh, I liked it a lot. Um, it's a shame that it was not the reason why the Nets did not qualify. It would have been so, so sweet if uh, a single three at the end of the buzzer in a 15-point game turned to a 12-point game became the reason why the Nets didn't qualify. However, the New York Knicks qualified by like 22 points in point differential up on the Nets, very sadly. So um, we, don't, we don't get that sweet, sweet pleasure of playing tournament spoiler. We do, however, get the sweet, sweet satisfaction of finishing fourth out of five teams in East Group C. Hang the banner. Uh, <laughs> boy, the Bulls got absolutely waxed in all these games, didn't I they? I feel not? sad for the Bulls. They every time I'm like, oh, the Raptors, not so good. You just look over to the Bulls and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know what? Could mm-hmm. be worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, my good for this game is not a Raptors good because I don't think there was much Raptors good to pull. Although, hey, I'll do, we already talked about the Nets defense. I was going to give the Nets defense some love. We talked about them already. I'll say Chris Boucher. He had himself a nice game. Good on Chris Boucher. I think he should have played more than 12 minutes. I think he should have gotten basically all of Precious Achua's second half minutes because Precious Achua was not excellent in this game. He's not my bad. There's another thing that's my bad. But, uh, yeah, Chris Boucher, really fun in this one. Hit some threes, playing with the, the pop and the juice that he brings. And I feel like when you have that version of Chris Boucher, Maybe this is just Darko Ryakovich still getting used to his new team. But that version of Chris Boucher, when you have it for a night, keep it out there. Catch that lightning in the bottle for the 48-minute stretch that you have it because it doesn't always come. Um, and I wish uh, we had seen a little bit more Chris Boucher than we saw in last night's game. The bad. Katie, what you got for your bad? Um, Those half zip, the color of the coaching, like half zip <laughs> polos, like... Can we just admit nothing? None of this stuff is gold. It's mm-hmm. mustard. Yeah. It's like burnt umber or mustard. It's Yeah, it's like a, a nice honey Dijon. It's uh, not like a nice German color grocery store. Yeah. for most people to wear. No. And it's like slathered over everything. So <laughs> let's get a true gold. Mm-hmm. Why can't they have like woven gold? I've seen this fabric before. <laughs> It might Woven not work gold. for a polo. I'm going to look this up. When there's like actually like a bit of a sparkle in the thread. Anyway, mm, put that yeah. on the jerseys. Just give the coaches a black a black half zip with some like gold threading embellishment. Can we like also just retire the gold in general? Yeah, let's do it. Because I think when you're this bad for this long, mm-hmm. you just have to live with a patch on the jersey. Mm-hmm. That's what they that's still do the, the patches. Gold. Yeah, you get the patch. Okay, I didn't know they retired that, but... God, I um, hope not. I love the patch. The patch is great. It's a thing you can lord over. I love little arbitrary, yeah, distinct (laughs) marks of distinction. (laughs) We're better than you, and here's why. Much Uh, like the French Imperial Army. Um, (laughs) Anyway, that's my bad. Good stuff. Uh, My bad. I already talked about the two-point shooting as well. Not been good. Uh, Not what wasn't good last night. They need to score at the rim, and they didn't. But I already talked about that a little bit. So my bonus bad is uh, washing out of the in-season tournament with a whimper. I'm really disappointed. I would It would have been really cool to see a bit more of a run, um, to have the last two games mean nothing, and to be the last team to play a game mm-hmm. in the in-season tournament <laughs> as well. Just kind of felt very rushed and quick and uh, not 
quite the full in-season tournament experience. Um, Katie, we do know the the quarterfinal matchups now. Do you have like a, a rooting interest of the teams remaining? You got Knicks, Bucks, you've got Celtics, Pacers, mm-hmm. you've got Kings, Pelicans, and you've got Lakers and some other team that I'm forgetting. Uh, uh, I love. I want the Pacers to win. Can we? Is it the East? Lakers like, are we calling it the East? Uh, yeah, we're calling. Yeah, it's all it's the just East, East now. Yeah. It's not like East mm-hmm. Group C. Uh, East Group yeah, no. B. B point two bracket A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like the Pacers. Um, and I would love, I was so happy. That was one of my predictions that came true was the Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, beating the Warriors, the grumpy old Warriors. <laughs> They're so the grumpy mad. old Warriors who uh, so might have to trade for Pascal Siakam at it's some point. wild. They are uh, not happy. Anyway, no. <clears throat> I would love to see Kings Pacers yeah. match up. I would like to see maybe like it would be funnier to watch the Pacers beat the Lakers. The Kings Pacers are like they're such a similar style mm-hmm. of team. It would be fun to watch, but it would be very fun to see the Pacers like run cartoon circles around LeBron James <laughs> and Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, I think um, like, look, if we got ourselves like a Bucks Celtics uh, elimination game in Vegas in the semifinal. That'd be pretty tight if we got ourselves a like Lakers Kings game elimination mm-hmm. in, the, in Vegas. That'd be pretty tight. Um, but I think everyone with a pulse and a heart and a feeling uh, should be rooting for the Kings Pacers final because of all the juicy subplots and also the fact that it, a game in Vegas on national television will probably uh, end up with a final score of like 210 to 205. <laughs> it would be pretty awesome. And those um, teams love scoring that much. So they love it so Man. much, Katie. Those teams <laughs> cannot get enough of scoring a whole bunch of points. <laughs> what a, what a world that would be if uh, the Toronto Raptors could get up in that business. Uh, <laughs> Man, the Pacers, they, they scored 546 points in four games, Katie. They can't Four stop. games. They're addicted Nuts. to scoring. <laughs> I know. Give me that sweet defense. Where the, how many points did the Raptors score? Four hundred and thirty-six. They got outscored by one hundred and ten points than by the Pacers over four games. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's go to the hmm, shall we? What you got for your hmm? My hmm is the in-season tournament. I guess. Um, Russian mark. <laughs> well, I like. I really like it. I like the uh-huh. chaos that's kind mm-hmm. of prevailed in it. Mm-hmm. I think my hmm is the Raptors not like. Uh, kind of diving head first into the chaos. Mm. If you want to say there's like just seemed a little bit, I thought this would really be the stage, you know, like we've, we've joked about these other kind of teams. I think like certainly the Pacers and, and the Kings are more structurally like settled into what their identities are mm-hmm. uh, and can play that way. But I also think, you know, they'll make the playoffs, but I don't know how far those teams will get. But for teams that this, the in-season tournament, I think is for teams that might not get, very far, if into the playoffs at all. This did feel like the stage for the Raptors. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, it was the stage to really take advantage of, to like, also have that kind of good pressure like, on the team to see what mm-hmm. they could do and like what they could kind of rise to, and that the Raptors didn't. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be negative, but it does make me think, like, hmm, mm-hmm. what what will make them rise to that occasion? We talked a lot about energy on this podcast. We talked a lot about willingness and kind of effort. Uh, and if if that couldn't do it, mm. I, I wonder what will. Yeah, I mean, look, they got dealt a pretty tough hand 
They played the Celtics in their first in-season tournament game. Mm-hmm. Played pretty nobly in that game. Lost by three. Mm-hmm. And they get the Magic, who apparently all of a, all of a sudden are just an absolute steam train. Um, so, like, all right, what are you supposed to do? You know, again, they were also late to the party, so they were like, they already knew the circumstances. Oh, we got to like win all these games already because we know everyone else has already won these games. Like, it, it was a like get them earlier into the mix. I think, and it's probably maybe it's yeah, the it was same story. But I silly think it's to go a, so late. Yeah, it kind of flows a little bit differently. Like if you have like a World Cup where the one team doesn't play until all the other teams have played their first two games, like that changes the the tone and tenor of those teams' games. It's just mm-hmm. it's just how it works. But um, yeah, it, I, I like the end season tournament. I would have loved to see I'd love to have seen a better performance from the Raptors in it. They didn't even really feel like characters in it at any point, which is a bummer. Um, again, that OG three could have been something had the. Knicks not had the point differential edge already I do love tracking point differential and I do love Katie how mad everyone gets about point differential it's hilarious like oh my god god forbid we play to the buzzer four games out of 82 and uh, rack up points oh the sportsmanship how, how can we possibly do this it's driving me nuts Katie people losing their minds Bam out of bio Jason Tatum get it together it's fine um, <laughs> my hmm Katie Scotty Barnes Concern level? Look, he's been really good this season, obviously. Last little while, though, it's not been so good. Last five games, 15.8 points. He's shooting 37.5% from the floor. Bad. Under 40%. He's still shooting 35% from three. The threes feel like he's going to have a floor because of them. He's putting Mm -hmm. them up liberally. He's hitting them. That's great. Uh, Hit him last night, three of seven. That's awesome. Um, You know, 9.8 boards, 4.6 assists. That's kind of down a little bit, too um and again just sort of the energy seems to be maybe kind of waxing and waning from him where the first 10 games or so it felt like oh god this guy is just like going full steam ahead i wonder if maybe there's like a conditioning wall happening here where he's got to like kind of punch through it you know this happens right like you you hit lulls your body you know betrays you and then you kind of power through but this is all just speculation and just kind of watching and observation but Mm -hmm. um concern level for scotty barnes uh as of late he's you know, not hitting anything right now in the area between three and 10 feet of the floor, for, frankly, three and 16 feet, like anything in the short mid range has been really tough stuff for him. Um, what's your level of concern about the recent slide for one Scotty Barnes? I think it's tied to what I said about effort, right? Mm. And, um, you know, if this wasn't the occasion to rise to and, and kind of step up what will be, uh, and with Scotty, I, I don't know if the, you should expect this much inconsistency. Mm-hmm. anymore right mm-hmm. um last year maybe first year for sure but now you should be having like some pretty smooth stretches uh so i mean tbd i think that's why it's a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like is it just this is sample size as you said like has he hit a wall somewhere um but yeah i think it's like i think about it i don't not yeah. think about it because well, here's the thing is like the the thing with Scotty is, and all the decisions the team has to make this year is, if he's ready to be a dude and kind of just like run full steam, you can kind of know, set your watch to, okay, this guy's doing dude things every single night, then that makes it a lot more easy to say, all right, well, let's just like pay the dudes around him. And then, you know, we kind of run forward and Scotty's mm-hmm. the guy and, you know, we have a team. But if it seems like the dudeness is like two, three, four years down the line, which I don't think it felt like that at the very start of the season, maybe that feels like that over the last five games or so then things become a lot more murky and probably a lot more depressing when it comes to 
players are going to have to move on from come deadline time. It, mm-hmm. It's like the Scotty Barnes readiness to become the guy, capital T, capital G, is going to be very, very, very much tied to how all the big overarching questions get answered. And so, you know, again, it's just a hmm for a reason right now. I still think Scotty Barnes, by and large, has been awesome. And we saw last night, fourth quarter, he kind of, um, in the early part of the fourth, kind of kept the Raptors in that one. Um, you know, kept the you know, the sort of bench lineup humming and, and was pretty solid and, and kind of found some stuff and made it work. But um, he's got to be better finishing at the rim. He's got to figure out that touch stuff around the basket and from the short mid-range and floater range and push shot range, whatever we're calling it. Um, we'll see. If it's if, if if the last five games are what Scotty Barnes is this season, which I don't think is necessarily the, the case, but if that is, then we're probably looking at a longer runway of uh, rebuild slash retool slash you know big 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 personnel moves than we could be looking at if he mm-hmm. is the player we saw for the first ten games. So mm-hmm. we'll see. It's why it's a hmm. We'll leave it there. Katie, thanks so much for hanging out. This was a blast. Love chatting with you always. Anything you want to promote for the good people out there? don't think so man no just plugging away at the book and stuff that's all it is that's all, all right. i am uh basketballfeelings.com in the in the meantime yes go pay for oh i did i wrote about uh rudy gobert as um uh the greek god of mockery and criticism oh nothing to do with napoleon no come on no, no. the tie-in these french the tie-in look i saw napoleon after i wrote this week's newsletter mm, so last well, week's newsletter maybe this week forward. i don't know I look forward to your Victor Wembanyama piece about Napoleon. Better subscribe uh, to see what I'm going <laughs> to write about that nasty little emperor. <laughs> Is it Chris Paul? I wonder. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's mm, maybe he's too far past the prime to be the nasty little emperor. These days. He got Napoleon got nastier as he got. This you is know, true. Like, he didn't really deal with his own hubris. I don't know. Maybe that the is warriors are bad. miserable, too. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. 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 There's I your, recommend the Ridley Scott's hmm. Napoleon. Go see it. <laughs> the most Napoleonic episode we have ever done here on Locked on Raptors is now coming to an end. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, follow, rate, review, etc., etc. It's always appreciated when you support the show. We'll be back again tomorrow. Breaking down Raptors, Suns. Hopefully, uh, the Raptors can do the thing where they bounce back hilariously after kind of a bummer of a loss. They've done that quite a bit this year, so... Uh, you know, am I going to drop the uh, Sean guaranteed win night prediction in the Discord? We'll see. I'm 2-0 when I do that so far this year. we got to join the Discord to find out. Uh, link is in the description. It's free to join. Do that. Uh, we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Have a great day. Enjoy Raptors Suns. Thanks for hanging. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>